Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how not to hate your taxes. I know it's hard to believe, but that's why I brought Joel Jensen on the mic. He is a CPA and CEO of Tax Century. Joel started his career at Ernst & Young, and his specialties include forensic accounting and advanced tax strategy. In Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about tax tips you should always keep in mind. What the heck is the deal with this so-called tax reform? How to be aggressive, but smart with your taxes, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, are you ready to turn your passion into a profitable business? Then this free training and seven-figure playbook and resources from my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, is for you. It's called Launch and Scale Now. And you can get instant access today when you visit launchandscalenow.com. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Joel, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Great. Thanks. Hello, Fire Nation. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Let me just say this. So I'm a CPA by trade. I love numbers. I love accounting. But if you don't find me in the office, you will absolutely find me in the kitchen. And if I wasn't working here, I would be in a restaurant 24-7. I love love to cook. Yeah, cooking is my thing. I love going and buying pants and any kind of cooking utensils and, you know, hardware that I can find. I'm into knives. I make bread. Yeah, I'm really into uh, into cooking. So, Joel, let me put you to the test here. Let's just say okay. I'm, I'm over your place right now. You have access yeah. to all the ingredients, everything that you could possibly want just by snapping your fingers. What okay. meal would you make me tonight? Would I make you tonight? Uh, actually, I'm kind of in the mood for fish. And I'd make you a butterfish out of black cod. I don't know if you've ever had that before. With a side, probably most likely of uh, carrots and onions, French style. And then uh, maybe some greens of some sort. I like broccolini quite a bit. I can roast that out for you, season it just right, and I think you'd be all set. I mean, I got to stop you right here just because I think most people in Fire Nation know this, but I don't think you do. I actually fast on my interview days. Like I haven't had a bite to eat all day today because I'm just back to back interviews. So this is absolutely causing my mouth to fill with just like (laughs) every ounce of saliva that I have. So love it. I really hope you visit your employee in Puerto Rico sometime so I can have you over and cook for me. It'll be amazing. (laughs) But Fire Nation, as you know, we're here to talk about how not to hate your taxes. And I moved to Puerto Rico four years ago, so I have not hated my taxes for a really long time. But when I was in San Diego, California, oh my God, I hated my taxes. So Joel, let's just dive into it, brother. Give us okay. some tax tips that everybody within Fire Nation needs to always keep at the top level frontal cortex of their mind. I could obviously talk about, hey, let's make sure you're getting all your office deductions and home office and you're contributing to your 401k plans or your solo 401k plans, doing all these types of things. But actually what I'd like to say here is, I want people to look at taxes with a different mindset. So let's take an easy example, which is let's say someone wins the lottery. Can you remember when there was the billion dollar lottery a few years ago? Oh, yeah. 
And everyone was going crazy, right? Someone won it and instantly everyone thought, well, this person is now a billionaire. Well, that's not exactly accurate because what happens is maybe they won a billion dollars. Then they take the cash out now, which gives them about 60% of that billion dollars. And then their wonderful partner steps up and says, yo, pay me. And then they owe tax on that billion dollars, right? So realistically, maybe they're left with about 400 million, lots of money, but not quite the billion that everyone thought that they were earning or winning. So when you talk about tax rates and the mindset, I want people to think about what they're actually making and what may have to be paid to uh, your partner, which is the IRS. Uh, so if you go out and let's say I do services and I just make $10,000 for the service that I performed, uh, I want you to say, okay, what, what may I owe off of that $10,000 to the IRS? Uh, what do I have to reinvest into my business? And what do I have to pay myself? So it's a little bit of a different mindset when you, even when you look at tax rates, that's like the most boring chart you could ever dream of when you, you know, you Google current tax rates and, uh, but understand where you're at because the money that you're actually making at some point, you're going to have to pay uh, a little bit to the IRS anyway. Now on the flip side, uh, I want people to, from a mindset perspective to say, when I go out and I go buy something for my business, let's say I need some equipment or even a new iPhone. I don't know if you've been in, an, well, probably not an Apple store currently, but if you've been in an Apple store lately at any point, you know, the new Apple, what, uh, iPhone 11 Pro is about $1,400. When I look at that, I say, since I'm going to use it for my business, I'm not actually paying $1,400. I'm only paying $1,000 because I get the tax benefit right? Because I'm self-employed and an entrepreneur. So everything, when I look at products used for my business is on sale. And you got to think of it that way. What is my tax benefit that I'm actually earning when I put money back into my business through spending it on things that I need? And the idea would be to push as much as I can from a personal standpoint, maybe that I may personally have bought anyway. But now if I'm reapplying that to my business, I'm getting a discount on everything that I'm buying. So I want people to have that different mindset. So when you go and look at things, you got to look at the discounts that you're getting from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Uh, does that make sense? Hopefully. Makes a ton of sense. And I think it probably excites a lot of people because they're like, wow, now I can shop on sale for a lot of things yeah. for my business. And I want people to have that mindset. I want people to know everything is on sale when it comes to my business. I'm not paying full price on anything. I'm always got to look at my tax rate where I'm at and saying, you know, am I getting a 20, 25, 30% discount on everything that I'm buying that I'm utilizing for my business? So that's kind of one of the ways I look at business optimization. I look at, you know, having the proper entity for my business uh, for whatever, you know, if it's a service or product-based business that I'm doing, do I have the right tax information? Am I utilizing a correct mindset and how I'm purchasing my items and what I'm, uh, you know, using inside my business? And then do I have the proper retirement plan uh, set up for how I want to shelter some of that money as I kind of uh, go through, you know, the year of earning money. So think about that in terms of business optimization as well. Uh, when you talk about uh, mindset. Um, the other thing I'd like to mention is, is, uh, well, depreciation. With uh, the new tax code, depreciation is a wonderful, wonderful, uh, it's a beautiful thing for tax preparers like me. I love it. I kind of Keep that in my back pocket when I'm looking at things. But uh, but I don't know if you're aware of what special depreciation is with the new tax code. No. Okay, so uh, it's different. You've probably heard of Section 179. 
I would imagine most people have, uh, but uh, special depreciation and it's automatically applied to think of it in terms of if I'm buying equipment, let's say I go buy a computer or I go buy a, uh, uh, some equipment or hardware or even software for my business. Special depreciation allows me also to uh, 100% deduct certain items within my tax return. And it's automatically calculated. You don't have to do anything. If, a, if, a, if someone's doing your taxes, a tax preparer will go in and they can um, uh, add that asset uh, to your business. But it allows with the new, with the new tax code since, uh, for, since uh, 2018, we are, we are allowed to special depreciate our items, which gives us 100% deductibility on certain things, which is awesome, which means at the end of the year where, you know, you look in December and you had a great year from an income standpoint, December is a great month to start tax planning to say how and where do I want to spend some money uh, for some needs that I may have within my business because I'm going to be able to fully deduct certain pieces of equipment or software that I may need for my business. It's a great planning tool that people should be looking at at least in the fourth quarter of every year. So I know a lot of people have heard tax reform this, tax reform that, yada, yada, yada. What exactly is the deal with the tax reform? Like, what do we need to know as entrepreneurs? Okay, so let me give you probably the biggest one for entrepreneurs is the qualified business income deduction. That's probably the biggest one. And what that allows us to do is uh, the, I guess the IRS, well, the I'll say the IRS. The IRS gave us a little bit of a, um, of a deduction that we can take when we're self-employed. So if I go out and I earn $100,000, let's say based on the services that I provide and uh, in performing those services, I have $20,000 worth of deductions. That gives me an $80,000 bottom line or taxable income amount. I can take 20% of that $80,000 and deduct that as part of my uh, tax return filing. So rather than, you know, it gives me a, a sweet little cushion uh, and an increase in my deduction without having done anything, right? It's just given to us. And one of the big problems, well, one of the big issues, I guess, that arose when this thing came in a couple of years ago is that a lot of people weren't aware of what that was or how to facilitate that within tax returns because that deduction is taken on our personal return. But most people have LLCs or S Corps that we're utilizing for our business and we're identifying uh that the income qualifies that for that deduction within our business tax return, but the deduction is actually taken on our personal tax return. And sometimes CPAs were missing that and certain uh, elections had to, had to be made in order for that to flow through correctly. So uh, that 20% deduction, if you're self-employed, I would simply suggest go back to your tax return from last year and look, that's meaning 2018, look roughly, uh, I don't know, be about line nine-ish, and see what if you have something under qualified business income deduction, make sure you're getting that 20% reduction in your income. And if you're doing your taxes now in two, for 2019 uh, and you're sitting down with a CPA or a tax professional to do it, make sure you're talking about the qualified business income deduction and get that 20% reduction on your taxable income. Now, we are entrepreneurs, so we want to be smart when it comes to our taxes, Joel. But at the same time, we're entrepreneurs. We want to be aggressive with our taxes. Yes. So how can we be both? 
Okay. So section 162, I don't want to get into code because that bores everyone to tears, including myself. Right. (laughs) But that is the governing kind of code section that talks about us being able to deduct certain expenses on our tax return. And the, the key in this is the terminology called ordinary and necessary. And if you can think of a great definition for ordinary and necessary that would apply across the board, I would appreciate you either emailing myself (laughs) and letting me know because that's why we have tax court, right? Because no one can kind of uh, agree on what ordinary and necessary means. So what I always tell people is when it comes to your business, really take a look at what it took for you to make a dollar. And that means going back through all your bank statements, going back through your credit card receipts, seeing what you paid cash for, uh, seeing, uh, looking at your home office, looking at how you're utilizing your car, all those types of things that really went in for your ability to make a dollar. And whatever that is, is ordinary and necessary for you. So that's how I would kind of term it. Uh, and when we talk about being aggressive, I always tell people, let's have a hard look. Let's really go through it. Uh, If I can show or demonstrate how I used a particular uh, asset or how I used money for my business, then always include that in in your tax return. The other thing is uh, sometimes people say, oh yeah, I spent, you know, $500 on office supplies last last year, but guess what? I can't find the receipts. You know, I I can't really support it. Uh, Should I leave that out of my tax return? So my answer is always going to be absolutely not included, always included, even if you don't have the support for it. Uh, if you because when you have to produce that support is under audit and we would never want to leave anything on the table uh, in the event. You know, most of us don't get audited, but some of us do. But uh, I never want to leave anything on the table. If you think that we have a way of maybe just dis- uh, describing it or doing a storyboard documentation or those types of things when I'm defending against the IRS. But I would always include all of my uh, expenses or deductions, uh, even if, you know, I don't keep a mileage log because everyone that's listening to this, about 1% of you actually do. I know because I talked to all of you. My dad even does. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's like the one percenters, uh. right? No one else does. So people go, well, I shouldn't include my mileage. No, include your mileage because, you know, under the event you get audited, then we take a look back at how we can support it. Fire Nation, be aggressive, be, be aggressive, but smart at the same time. Because listen, the small chance you're going to get audited, you're going to have somebody like Joel on your team and you're going to get through it. And that's just the reality. So be aggressive, but be smart because it's likely going to save you a lot in the long run. We're going to talk about some of the common deductions the certain taxpayers overlook. We're going to talk about, you know, how can you actually work side by side in conjunction with a good CPA and then how to actually choose the right CPA as soon as we get back, Fire Nation, from thanking our sponsors. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Fire Nation, meet Clay Clark. Clay has been coaching businesses just like yours since 2006. Yep, even through the Great Recession. And he does it for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee. At a time when Inc. Magazine reports that by default, 96% of businesses will fail within 10 years, Clay is helping businesses like yours to grow on average by 104% annually. You might be wondering, how's this even possible? Well, Clay only takes on 160 clients, which 
which means he's able to personally design your business plan. Plus, Clay's team helps you execute that plan with access to graphic designers, Google certified search engine optimizers, web developers, online advertising managers, videographers, workflow mappers, and accounting coaches to help you get on top of your numbers. Visit thrivetimeshow.com slash fire to see thousands of video testimonials from real clients who Clay has helped over the years. Then schedule your free consultation with Clay himself to see how he and his team can help you thrive. That's thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. If you're ready to turn your passion into a profitable business, but you're not quite sure where to start, then I've got great news for you. My good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, created a free training where they're sharing three smart cuts to leverage your expertise or the expertise of others to launch and scale in 2020. During this training, you'll learn the one skill you must master to launch and scale your expertise to the world, how to quickly create and launch the perfect high-fee offer sales funnel right out of the gates, and how to use a supersonic stack to scale a business in record time. Plus, when you sign up today, you'll also gain access to their seven-figure playbook free. Inside their playbook, you'll find brand new funnels, scripts, and word-for-word copy that they've used to help their clients generate seven and even eight figures in revenue. That means you don't have to start from scratch or recreate the wheel when it comes to a solid start in your marketing strategy. Visit launchandscalenow.com today to sign up for their free training. That's launchandscalenow.com. So Joel, we're back. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about common deductions that taxpayers overlook. Break those down for us. I'll just give you a few really quickly. Uh, One is home office deduction. Everyone always leaves that off because they think, uh, you know, it's either too complicated or does it really apply to me? I would always say include your home office. Uh, The IRS has made it, well, they have tried to make it simpler by giving us a simplified method, which allows us to, it's basically based on square footage. So I don't have to document any of my utilities or real estate or insurance or, ins- or interest that I'm paying. And I can get up to a $1,500 deduction uh, from a home office. So I'd always tell people, look at a minimum doing that home office. And with autos, always look at how you're using your automobiles. With the new code that just came out, Uh, The wonderful thing with automobiles is that we can now, with just a vehicle, I'm not talking truck or SUV, I'm just talking a car. Uh, If we are using the actual method for auto deductions, we can deduct up to $18,000 in the year we place that car into service, which is is probably triple of what it used to be uh, prior to 2018. So $18,000, great. That's a great item to look at. And don't forget your health insurance premiums, you self-employed people. Uh, Oftentimes that's overlooked because maybe if someone's transitioning from being an employee where health insurance was kind of included in part of their wage wages, right? Now they're paying for it on their own. Just know that that is a deduction for you. Uh, And I often see lots of entrepreneurs leaving that out. Let's just dive right into choosing a good CPA because there's a ton of CPAs out there. I mean, you know, We've all heard of good CPAs and bad CPAs that our friends recommend or complain about, et cetera. So break down that process, choosing a good CPA, and then share the best practices to actually work in conjunction with them. I'll just maybe do a real quick story on this. So I have a client who lives in Texas, and she sold. Uh, she's a real estate person. She sold three real estate properties uh, last year. 
And she had gotten in touch with me and said, Joel, we got to work through some of these items. I'm going to sell some of my rental properties. She has quite a number of them. I said, okay, great. Let's go through it. So she started working with me about in June through the rest of the year on managing how much she may owe, best practices on how we can try to limit the amount of tax that she has to pay uh, and so forth. We went through it. So by the time her tax return came around, um, she owed $60,000. Now I know you think that that's a lot. However, she made a grundle of money and her reaction to me was, that's it. That's all I have to pay is 60 grand. That's awesome. So the expectation was already established throughout the year. We had already put into place all the planning that we had to do. So when it came time for her to actually pay tax, which was a small fraction of what she actually did make off of the deal, uh, her expectations were there. It wasn't surprising. Everything was, was being taken care of. So what I would tell you is if you're only meeting with your CPA once a year, and that's at tax time, you know, to do your actual tax forms. That's just a compliance issue. Uh, that's really no, there's no tax planning that's going on. There's no added value that's helping you uh, determine how you can, uh, how you should spend your money, where you should start placing money, uh, whether or not you should be buying equipment towards the end of the year. None of the tax planning is actually being done. And all you're doing is submitting uh, compliance uh, reporting to the to the IRS or the state. So if, if your tax person isn't available to you after April 15th, I might suggest that you pick a new one. If they're out golfing half the year after that, you can't get a hold of them. Maybe look at someone else. If the tax person should be familiar with your industry and what it is that you're doing, um, you know, that helps out quite a bit because not all tax people are, are created equal. You know, you don't go to a, you don't go to your, uh, to an ophthalmologist when you have a heart issue, right? You go to a cardiologist. So I would say the same thing when it comes to taxes. Go to someone who really understands uh, self-employed individuals, small business, the kind of uh, the mistakes and pitfalls that you may that uh, you may be run into when it comes to those t- uh, being self-employed. Uh, but just have someone that's available to you throughout the year that you're actually doing tax planning with. So Joel, you've dropped tons of value bombs. I mean, very, very helpful episode for every single person in the Fire Nation who wants to not hate their taxes, who wants to actually keep as much of the money that they make as possible while doing it both smartly and aggressively. So what is the biggest takeaway that you want for Fire Nation? Share that big takeaway so we can really make sure that we have that knowledge bomb. And Give us the best way that we can connect with you to learn more directly from you and with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. So probably my biggest takeaway is don't be afraid of the IRS. Don't be afraid of the IRS. Have your proper mindset when it comes to your business and how you're spending your money. Do your proper tax planning throughout the year to limit what you may owe the IRS uh, and shelter as much money as you proper as you possibly can. Have great business optimization from entity structure to tax planning to your retirement plans. And probably lastly, just just uh, have, uh, if you're going to be a business, act like it, which means we got to have proper documentation for the type of money that we spend uh, in our business. That makes uh, my job uh, quite a bit easier. So if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can go to TaxHive, that's T-A-X-H-I-V-E, TaxHive.com backslash fire. Download uh, some information from us. Uh, to help you with your self-employed business. It's free. Uh, We just want to give you a little something to kind of help you out. And if you want to have a consultation with us, it's free. Uh, You can just sign up there. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JJ 
and JLD today. So keep up that heat. And if you head over to eofire.com, type Joel in the search bar. The show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, your direct call to action, Fire Nation, taxhive.com slash fire. That's tax, H-I-V-E dot com slash fire. Joel has some great stuff for you and have a consultation with his team if you're thinking that you need to up your tax savings, if you want to just up your tax game in general. Great company, great guys. You can tell Joel is. And Joel, thank you for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value bonds with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Joel. And have you ever considered creating and running your own masterminds? I've created a completely free course for you, Fire Nation, to do just that. It includes a two-hour training with Tony Robbins. Visit mastermindonfire.com. Check it out today, Fire Nation, and I'll catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, are you ready to turn your passion into a profitable business? Then this free training and seven-figure playbook and resources from my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, is for you. It's called Launch and Scale Now. And you can get instant access today when you visit launchandscalenow.com. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire.